0: All right, yo yo, Austin Duke, with us again. Appreciate you joining us again for episode two here of the Film Room.
1: It's an absolute pleasure. I'm so happy and pumped. Like this is like my uh, my man cave time right here. This once a month type deal. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah, we're gonna see you more often, for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be great. So we're uh, we uh, again. We really appreciate having you on. And obviously, we've got another visitor with us today too. Also, if you want to get a little intro there,
2: yeah, I get a little intro for my my guy. So this dude, I'm I'm currently dog watching. Uh, his name is Gunner. So Gunner, sit. Damn, sit. S- sit, sit, sit. He doing it, it for demand, the camera, bro. He listens. Brand new. You can vouch for me.
0: Yeah, he's acting brand new.
2: But he can look. Look at the camera. <laughs> he's good, but. Let me ask you a question, Austin. Huh? How you feel about people in ski masks?
1: People in ski masks? Yeah. I, it, like little high school kids doing it and stuff, and the little college was, kids. I think it's the stupidest trend. You think so? That's out right now. Oh, do you wear a ski mask?
2: Do you think so? I do. Okay. Do you just, wear a ski mask? because you said that.
1: Oh my God! <laughs>
2: the whole episode
1: oh my god i think that's (laughs) the stupidest trend now if kanye did it when he did the pool thing that's just yay being yay but these kids like almost had to shoot a kid because he came up like in a ski mask and he was trying to act for something i'm like bro you have a ski mask on and it's not cold it's in the summertime it's
0: it's tough to just give something to somebody when they're wearing a ski mask oh my god it's a little tough you got it you got it good there Austin. Hey, we good. We good
1: you. I mean, I think ski mask outside of football when it's cold or outside of skiing. I, I think it's you're asking for trouble. Do you wear that in the parking lot?
2: <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wear this in work? Huh? No, Do I wear this at work?
1: No, at, in the parking lot. Like you wear that at <laughs> night no. in the parking lot. Wash your hands on that part. You just want to wear it here.
2: Like. Just right now. Okay, I mean that's exciting. I got it. I went to the um, I went to the Purdue versus Ohio State game. My friend plays okay. for Purdue. You know the sponsor of Nike. Okay. So So they just, gave me. Uh, he gave me. And
1: a, you're wearing it during during the game when it was cold.
2: Uh, or well, after the game. Okay. Because was cold up there. Okay. I mean well, that's
1: fair enough. But you have these high school kids that are wearing it in the summertime.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with wearing it outside of public or around, around uh. Random people. Okay. A bad impression. We're on the same yeah,
1: that's, page.
0: Probably, that's probably a good idea. Probably a good idea. So let's all uh, let's jump into some. Some of the, I guess, some, some stories here. Obviously, with as much experiences you've had, and you know, across sports, collegiately, professionally, and everything. Mm-hmm. What's the craziest practice story that you have? It could be any point in time in your career.
1: The craziest practice story? Okay. Well, the the coolest, I would say, because I, I haven't really had to me like like crazy experiences. I guess I'm something that you see every day but the coolest one that i had um and i got a shout out to uh, luke keekley um and just kind of uh, i was on practice squad so it was being able to see really how smart he was um and also i had a cool story about thomas davis too uh i, I tried to get physical with him one day in practice like blocking and i, I got the best of him like I, I blocked him good he was like he was like damn motherfucker you going you gonna hold me all day you gonna hold me <laughs> <laughs> and in my mind like i'm still it, so i'll I, I tell him i'm sorry but like if i can go back i wish like the dog would have came out and i just would have told him to shut up but it's td so it's just like yeah. when he like when he fucking raises his voice it's kind of like oh shit <laughs> like all right but the coolest story that i have is um we were preparing for i think the saints and they were running like these mesh concepts or the falcons and they were running like these mesh concepts and um Beside, in practice, them kind of knowing what the play is. Luke really didn't know what the play was um, at the time. Um, and I ran like a, um, a shallow crossing route, which is like a five yard just drag across the field uh, from the slot. So I did that and I kind of beat him the first time. Like I kind of got a little, get a little move on him and then slipped underneath and, and I beat him across his face. So a couple plays later, um, you know, we, the play call comes back up and I, you know, try it again. And he's on, he's, all, he's on top of it. He's all over it. Um, and I asked him, I was like, I was like yo, how, like, how did you know I was about to run it? And this is it's a fairly simple concept, but his explanation is the cool part. Because uh, he was like, well, the way your shoulders were turned, the way your hips were, uh, I knew you weren't going to go underneath or something. so, like, I kind of took that option away. So he, he cut me off. Um, or he um, he took me upfield and cut me off, so it was one of those things where it was just like, that was the first time I experienced kind of like an explanation like that of kind of anticipating the play or play recognition. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. showed showed high IQ, so I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I wasn't knowing that like that play was called again. It was the the way your shoulders were turned.
1: Yeah, it was like the little things where you hear people of of his stature when they say, "Man, he." out the little details of the game it was like that so i thought that was a pretty uh cool moment um yeah, that's crazy dude i don't do the craziest stuff or like the hard what's, stuff what's the hardest
2: practice you've ever experienced from peewee to nfl bro.
1: honestly because it's so many you you kind of tend to like you don't tend to remember those the tough practices
2: bro like i
1: try to forget them
2: i didn't get to the league but i made it to college and I've had the toughest, I still remember the toughest practice. What was it? Bro, I'll never forget, bro. <laughs> well, which one, what was it? to take the ski mask yeah, off. Yeah, let, let, let me take the shit off. i keep the shit on.
1: <laughs> take the <this> shit
2: off. All right, so I went to, are you from a basketball? Yeah. You, okay. I mean, I, I was a like, like schools. Yeah. Uh, like prep. Oh, So I went to prep school after high school. I went to Moravian Prep. Okay. So when I got there, we had like all the top like people from that graduated. Plus, it was their first year with a national team, with a high school national team. So every practice, we were going at it. And keep in mind, there's no fouls, no out of bounds. Like from day one all the way to graduate, it was no fouls no out of bounds. Like, no no because uh, we weren't, we were just all trying to, he was trying, he was trying to make some dogs. So, and he was, and Coach Ellis, if you're watching this, shout out to you. You 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 influenced my college career for sure. But he was a type of coach that was trying to, like, not beat you but destroy you. He wanted to know that his presence was known and the whole city and state knew what he was. So we played this team from Australia. Keep in mind, we were already, like, 20 and zero, 22 and zero. We were playing this Australian te- team on, like, a 7 p.m. on, like, Wednesday night. And I think – we were up by like 50 at halftime and they had like 20 or 30 points. He was like, I don't want them to get over 50 points. If y'all if they get over 50 points, we're having practice after this game. Mm. I think we ended up beating them by like 70, but they ended up getting, like 52, 53. Uh. Bro, we went to the locker room. He was like he was like practice in 10 minutes. Uh suit up. So then we got ready. We, at first, we thought we were joking, so nobody really did it. He came back ten minutes later. He said, "All right, so that's that's uh, one up down." So he was like, "Oh shit!" So we, didn't, we got ready when I went out, went out uh, to the baseline. Did a little prat, uh, warm up, and then he was like, "All right, this is gonna be the hardest practice y'all ever had in your life." What? And the Australian team was coming out, and he was like, "Y'all can watch if you want to." So they were watching because they had to wait on the bus anyway. So they were watching this first. The first drill he did. Keep in mind, we just played forty minutes yeah. of basketball. First, jury did. He had a basketball. It's one guy in baseline. No, no, it's one guy on the baseline. Two defenders. He had the ball. He threw the ball. The guy on the baseline had to go get the ball, and it was two defenders. You had to score for you to get off the off the court. But it's no fouls and out of bounds. But if if the defense lets you score, the punishment on defense they had to run and all that other shit. Mm. So I had to, bro. It was hard for me to score, bro. Damn. No foul, no out bounds. we going out of bounds. Some people throwing the ball out. If you get a turnover, the, the defense can throw the ball, whatever. They're throwing the ball out, outside. It ended up not even being really basketball. It was like football.
1: Nah, that's crazy.
2: And to this day, bro, that's the toughest practice, bro.
1: The hottest practice I ever had was in Tennessee when we had joint practice. Like, that was the hottest practice.
2: Tennessee, yeah, oh, yeah, Tennessee yeah In, like
1: in July was, or something. Yeah, th- it might have been uh, August. But that was the hottest. That was the hottest practice. I honestly I can't remember like, like a crazy practice because it's just so many that run back and forth. When you're done with the practice and you're exhausted, like you literally forget that day. I just I cannot I just can't remember anything. Like, and in, in the season during like, like in the league, like, for me every day was like survival. Like every day you were trying to make the team. So I didn't really focus too much on the crazy stuff. There were like any fights, but that's normal scuffle stuff. Whereas to y'all that might be exciting, but like I don't remember those days of like, oh, so-and-so got into a fight because it was just normal occurrences. Um,
0: that's, just, that's just competition. That yeah, that's just normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, if there's none of that going on, then your team's probably soft. Yeah, race, but so. I,
1: I loved practice. I, I loved practicing. Uh, and I had a game plan every every day that I had, uh, that I practiced. I had a game plan that I executed. So for me, it was just more so just trying to gain that consistency and repetition. and I just did not find practice. I looked forward to it, so I didn't find it as like hard or anything like that.
2: Would you uh? Would you a trash talker? No. But if I somebody talked would. trash to you, did you say something back, or mm-hmm. you just let it happen?
1: Bro, I, I'd be too tired. Like it's like I, as a receiver, you do a lot of running. I don't got time. <laughs> to be sitting back here going back and forth with you. <laughs>
0: yeah, sa- sa- save that for uh, for the next player or something yeah. like
1: that. Yeah, I, j- I just – that wasn't my game. And I was always um, – I, w- I wasn't in my head, but it was just more so just focused on what I had to do, get done. And sure. I did my talking with, like, scoring touchdowns and catching the ball and stuff like that, make a play.
0: Who was the biggest trash talker that you played with or against?
1: Bro, nobody really trash talked me. But with – it'll be It'll be cam and T d they'll be going at it <laughs> For and real? Then, yeah, and then in college, college and like it, we practiced different in college, like we never practiced against the ones in college where it was competition, and I was the guy there, so like any of the twos they didn't you know they weren't talking shit to me, um, so it, it, like I just never really experienced that. uh oh oh, Georgia state, Georgia State, this safety number three, dude spit in my face, what yeah. He spit in my face uh, because my dumb ass, low-key, before the game, um, I was – I don't know what I was doing. I, th- I think I was throwing up gang signs. <laughs> but i he was looking over. You know, you look over at the other team or whatever. And for whatever reason, I was like, I did something like that. <laughs> just trying to – maybe I did something. It was at the time where Cam was doing this. And I might have did something like that. And then something – Something happened in the game after during, uh, after the play and he came up to me and was just like, yeah, blood, I'm about that. Spit in my face. <laughs> I said, bro, I was livid. I saw a red, bro. I was on his ass the rest of the game, bro. For the re- for the rest of the game, every play, whether it was a pass play, running play, bro, I was on this dude's ass, bro. No homo. And <laughs> he was like, like it got to the point by the time he got to halftime, he was like, all right, bro, all right, bro. Like, like, dang, you got it, bro. Like, you got it. I was in, like, I was livid. I've never had somebody spit in my face. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. I Chris, was Chris living. Paul did that shit in NBA to somebody. I forgot. No, no, yeah, Rondo. I remember, I remember that. He did at the Rondo, right? I think he did. Shannon Sharp was just like, that's the worst you can Bro, do. Bro,
1: Chris Paul is low-key classless to me, though, in my opinion.
2: I mean, he, he's on his last leg. This is the last chance to get a ring. So. Yeah,
1: in my opinion. When you spit in somebody's
2: face, that's for
1: crazy. me, yeah, like, Come on, bro. That's uh, in the league in the NBA. Like, come on.
2: That's the top of the
0: line disrespectful. Yeah.
1: Like that's just, like like okay. Answer this. Would you rather somebody? Would you rather somebody open palm, smack you in the face, <laughs> or would you rather them spit in your face?
0: I'm gonna take the open palm. Open
1: palm? Take,
0: yeah. I gotta oh. take that,
2: bro.
1: Open palm?
2: Yeah, bro. I as hate long
0: as I don't go to sleep, I'm taking the open palm. I if hate germs. If they hit you right bro. with that open palm, <laughs> like you're taking a nap.
2: <laughs> I hate germs, bro. Yeah, spit. I feel like
0: there's just a whole another like disrespect factor with yeah. with spit, and now that open palm's gonna hurt a hell of a lot more. Ooh, and I mean it's a, it's, it's it's that's a tough one. It's a tough question. That's tough. That's a tough question. What what makes you get up and react faster?
1: What a spit of open palm?
2: Yeah, bro. I feel like both.
1: Well, yeah, both. Yeah, you got to go fast. Oh, which one. one's immediate? Nah, nah, nah. Immediate is spit. Which one's immediate? Immediate spit. Yeah, like you spit them. Like you're like. You spit on the ground. You spit in a trash can. Yeah. Like, when you spit on somebody, like, you're like you're less than. You know what I mean? But they have competitions where I can say they, they have the smacking competition. So I can I can wrap my head around that.
0: Those competitions are crazy. Yeah. Whose idea was this? I don't know. How much money did they win? They go to sleep. They right? might make $25. They go to sleep. Like, someone puts a smelling salt in their nose. They wake back up. It's like, all right, now time for the next round. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Have you ever been knocked out before? I have. You've been knocked out? Like, in a fight? <laughs> What? How many times? Once. You lost. Yeah. Okay. Way to own it. Yeah.
0: You? Hey, you don't. Yeah. Nobody wins. Stunned. Nobody wins every fight. Yeah. Nobody. Anyone who tells you they have? No.
1: They're lying.
2: I got stunned. How I mean, long? Not. 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 You I was got knocked 8 out.
1: 8. How long were you out for? Not long. Not long. Hmm. Did you know you got knocked out? After. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I've never got knocked out. No. But, but I was I a I smaller football. kid, so like people, people kind of always take mercy on me, low key. Like, they were like, man, I ain't about to do his little ass like that. Like, it was always like that. So, I ain't never
0: Yeah.
2: Bro, uh, you're in real estate, bro. So, you really didn't play sports. So, what's the craziest listing or what? the craziest meeting or conversation you've had?
1: Yeah, have you had one of those yet? Yeah,
0: I mean, I've had plenty of those. Um, I did play sports for the record. I was about to say. I mean, you, you play sports. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can say that. Who, who? I was a varsity athlete. In, in okay. High school. He's a letterman. He's okay, a letterman. Okay. 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 My fault. My yeah, fault. Yeah, a jacket. <laughs> my fault. I was what in high school long enough to. I mean, you said to, he didn't to, graduate yeah. high school earlier, yeah. so I mean, not even. yeah. I was went in high school long enough to, to really reap the benefits from it. Yeah, he was so, in the trenches. Dang. Yeah. It's uh, but I would say craziest. Oh man, craziest listing or
1: consultation
0: I've ever been on. I mean, there was one where I couldn't even walk into the kitchen. Oh, it was dirty. Well, not only dirty, but the, the floor was literally oh, wow. like falling, like falling through it. And I took one step onto it, and I felt it. and I was like, "Oh man, there's no way." The craziest part is they were still living there. Oh damn! Yeah, and they were they were there was three of them, and it was a small house, real 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 small. It's probably less like a thousand square feet or less. Mm. It was a little ranch style, but that's there's that one. I mean, we've been kicked out of houses before. Um, it was and you know, we just went on one. To where the the lady came out, me and you, we just went on. When the the lady came out, and um, yeah. yeah, no, I want to cancel everything. And her dog comes out, and she's tweaking, mm. and oh man, it was nuts. And then mm. her dog just runs headfirst into my car. What? Yeah, I'm just like what? He's is, on crack. And like the dog is barking at her, and like like that, this something is not right here.
1: He's on and, cocaine.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what I don't know what it was, but Austin got us into it, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, Just appreciate. That. I mean, shoot, they said get a, get us out in front of everybody. Yeah, I wasted my time though. Damn. Yeah. I mean, was, he didn't waste his time because he was down the street from his house. Oh, yeah,
0: man. yeah, but it was like 45 minutes away from where Austin was. Oh damn.
1: Yeah. So, write the,
2: write that gas off for yeah, text. Yeah,
0: there's a yeah, there's a there's a lot there's there's a lot of them though. There's, it's tough to like pinpoint one of them. I know right. that somebody I worked with, so who used to be on the team, he went to. Uh, listing one time and they had a pet squirrel and the, but the way they had this pet squirrel was there was in one of the guest bathrooms they kept the window cracked and it was almost like this little slide that came out from the window to where the squirrel would come in and out easy
1: access so the squirrel can go in and out uh-huh wow yeah that's, and so that's dangerous a squirrel can be ra- rab- uh, rabbit uh Rabbit?
0: Yeah, Rabbit there, yeah. Something like that. Dang, awesome. What'd you do? What'd you do to that? I
2: turned it up a little bit, bro. Mm. Sound weird. Look at Gunner. 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 Bro, don't get this dude distracted, bro. Gunner. (laughs) There he goes. Sit. Sit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But what, um, what would you say of all the coaches? Who was the hardest coach to play for?
1: The hardest coach to play for was it, it'd be my high school coach, uh, Coach Guyler, Coach Bill geiler he, he was the toughest coach just because he didn't um, – we just had a history where I was a knucklehead, uh, kind of my freshman and sophomore year, and um, Coach Knotts was there, the most winning coach in North Carolina history, was there, but he left to go to Dutch work. And uh, when Guiler took over, um, he looked me dead in my face and was like, you'll never play varsity football for me. You'll never play varsity football for me, <laughs> and I end up being his best player that he that he probably ever had. Probably ever coached, yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you, you said that to him after you graduated. Did well, I take that, that back because he
1: coached Chris Leak and and Hakeem Nicks. Uh, he coached some legends, so I, I got to actually take that back. But I was, I was the best player that he coached that uh, you know that that year.
0: Probably to that point, right? Oh no, actually, because they came yeah, before. they came before. Yeah, they, they came before. I became
1: the best player on the team. I'll say that. But we can use it as a sound bit to, to get people to come view that, <laughs> view that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it'll be Coach Guyler. I actually have a list of my coaches that, um, like, I've ranked them out for my best coaches that I had, um, and the reasons why. Actually, let me let me see. I got it right here in my phone.
2: Did you bring up when you graduated? Like, did you did you tell oh, them? Like, hold on,
1: my girl called me four times.
2: Oh shoot, answer that.
1: What's up, baby? I'm at a podcast. (laughs) I did tell you I was leaving I I said, all right, baby, I'm heading out. That's it. What do you need?
2: It's going to be some food related. Watch. She wants some food.
1: She's like, why didn't you tell me why you left? And she looked on the camera. It was like, you just left.
0: I get see. It. I got to
1: send the, I got to send the video. Be Bro, speaking,
2: speaking of your wife, we went bowling yesterday, right? The group, I guess it's Noir group that she's with. Oh, Noir, yeah. Yeah, that, they, they have their picture on the bowling screen because I guess they pay the advertising. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we're in spare time.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna let her know that. Yeah, they're in Valentine. Hold on, I may have to take another video.
0: No, one didn't
1: cut it, huh? Well, it didn't record. All right, there we go. Um, I got to
2: make sure she sees <laughs> gang, me
0: with my shirt on.
2: Gang signs in a...
0: We can go get a, we can go get a newspaper.
1: Gang, gang
2: signs in a State ski mask. She's going to think I'm a hoodlum.
0: Yeah,
1: She's definitely going to be like, Where the, why are you with somebody with a ski mask? <laughs> <laughs> Some podcast you're on. Yes. Some, oh, <laughs> let me go back to my list of, of coaches.
2: But, so uh... Did you tell him after you graduated, like, you remember when he said, I never I never played for you?
1: Nah, because we, at that time, like, I, now, I talked to him maybe three or four years ago, and he was telling me how proud he was and everything, but Guyler was just like that, like, he, he, that was just him, that was just his personality. Uh, okay, here we go, here we go. So, my, this is my ranking right here, I did it September 26th, so a month ago. Um... Okay, so number one is actually Coach Knotts because I felt like he was a winner. He was family-oriented, and, like, you know what to expect with Coach Knotts. Like, he was a winner. Uh, Coach Rivera, he was a leader of men. He was real and loyal, family-oriented. Coach Gilbride was my third favorite. Um, Me and him didn't necessarily have a personal connection, but his professionalism and his respect for his word, how he went about things, like he was his structure, his balance, his professionalism, like I respected that. Uh, then it was Coach Lambert at number four. Um, he was very humble and relaxed coach. Um, you know, he was a first-time head coach, uh, but he was very humble and relaxed, and he gave me an opportunity to play D1 college football. Um, and then Coach Adams, who was a position coach, uh, his swag, he was cool, he was consistent, was family-oriented. And then uh, Coach Gary, uh, he was my special teams coach. Uh, he was confident, technical, teaches, uh, teaches. he's cool, and or in it. But I got to actually make a revision because number three is actually going to go to Jericho Cotterie. He was the assistant receiver coach. So after Coach Rivera, it would be Jericho Cotterie. He was a big opportunity, big reason why I was with the Panthers. And He's just, I mean, if, if the Book of Job was a modern-day person, it would be Jericho. Um, and I, I rock with Jericho. That's just my guy. Now, I have my list of worst coaches. You want to hear that? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, that's what we've been waiting I'm not even going to mention one because I don't even want to relive that one, but he knows who he is. He just the worst coach that I've ever had.
2: NFL college or high school?
1: Uh, pro. He was a pro. Okay. Um, but he, he was Bush League. He was stupid. It was. He was a joke. We don't have to name names on that one. Listed. Uh, coach T, was my receiver coach. Uh, at Charlotte. Um, I just thought he was just a fake person. Like, I don't think he actually took a genuine interest in, um, in us. He was like a quarterback in college and a receiver coach. Uh, and we just he just never connected with me. He never connected with the guys. Um, I remember he had this, this guy named Jaquil Capel that was supposed to be coming. Was supposed to be like the top recruit of Charlotte or whatever. And um, he had committed before me and everything. And I remember the first day we moved in, Coach T looked at me, uh, called me, or whatever, I was like, hey, man, I'm going to come check on you and your family once you get there. Never came. So, like, I told my mom and dad, like, hey, Coach T's coming, excited to meet him, whatever. Never came. I'm trying no. to find out he was with Jaquil Cable the whole time.
0: And was that to get you there that that he was saying things like that? No, nah, like,
1: this was move-in day. Okay, so you so were already, I was already there. You were there. I was already hard. committed. So, I, like, all the only people that I met was Coach Lambert, uh, Coach Mullen, and Coach, um, Coach Ratlin for S- RIP. Um, but from the jump, bro, Coach T we just never we just never connected. He did too much. Like it was just like it was fake and we felt like you never kinda had our back in the meeting. We're like you can just feel when the energy is just off of somebody type yeah. deal. Um, I mean I learned some good things from him, but if I had to make a list then you know he's number two on that list <laughs> for worst coaches. Um, the coach from the Argos, I played in the CFL for for like a month or so for a preseason. Uh, he was ego. He's very ego-driven, just a, just kind of just like a lame person, just lame. Um, but just I didn't enjoy that experience. Coach from the Legends that I played on, I tore my hamstring, uh, so I didn't get to play, but I felt like he was a joke. I can't remember his name. Um, That's not good. And then uh, I'm not even going to mention the other person's name, the other coach's name. Um, he was a coach. He coached me at Charlotte. Uh, but I, I got to put AC on. Coach AC Aaron Curry, I got to put him on for one of my best coaches, but he was more like a big brother and a mentor. He didn't really coach me, but he was a coach. He coaches for the Pittsburgh Steelers now. Went to Wake Forest.
0: That was the Aaron Curry. Aaron Curry. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I would put him as like my top three coaches, but he didn't coach me, Uh, so that's the only reason why I didn't put him on. He's like a brother and mentor to me, but he's up there too. But those are my worst coaches. I can't put everybody out, but you know, you 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 know the vibes. You put that.
2: What made you type that up, bro? I have
1: late night thoughts, bro. Like, I can do a podcast at 2 or 3 in the morning of me waking up randomly and just having thoughts and jotting them down because it just flows. But I was just, like, trying to get over football and thinking about just my experience and everything like that and thinking about the good experiences, the bad experiences, the people that made an impact, the people that didn't make an impact. And, um, you know, that's just my top five or, you know, top so-and-so list. There's other coaches that make that list, that are dear to my heart you know yeah you coach Evans that's a South Mac you have coach Mullins who's my OC um, uh, I mean that's about it probably I mean, a few other coaches but
2: you know some crazy shit I'm thinking about doing what going up to my college in February my ex college and, and after the game asked the college coach why he took my scholarship boy
1: bro ask him I Bro, still years to this later, day I bro? Don't got no
2: closure bro. I mean. I'll be talking to my girlfriend. she said, you probably never get closure. Bro, get your – no, get your closure, bro. bro I don't – I don't. but she was like, I don't know what he his answer is going to be. You're not going to like it or it's not going to make sense. That's you fine. Probably, you're not going to like it no matter what. That's bro, fine. Unlikely.
1: bro. matter of fact, bro, I'll tell you, I got closure with the Panthers, bro. Like, I knew – I knew I didn't do enough to make the team 2018. Like, I knew I didn't do any plays to, that were, like, outstanding. But I knew that I did well enough to – Still be in the mix to come back on the practice squad, or still just be in the mix type deal, and um, I kind of been carrying this like just like it just felt like something was off. Like I'm like, damn, bro, like I worked my ass off in practice. I did, I did, I did good in the games. Like I said, I didn't do anything crazy, which you kind of have to do, um, but just to kind of just get cut cold turkey and nothing afterwards. I I saw uh, uh, North Turner's son, Scott Turner, who was the OC. He he was the OC for the Panthers, and I saw him at um now like two years ago when I was in real estate, went down to the Indianapolis Combine, the Combine in Indianapolis, and he saw me there, and it was all love, you know what I'm saying? It was like yo, Austin, how are you? Like da da da, and he was just like man, like you know like, like uh, like man, like you're you're a good dude, man, and and like you you know, you made some plays, like you were a good ball player, like you know it was just kind of just like it just didn't work out, you know, like timing and um you know, it it just didn't work out, but, like, and I don't know how we even, like, I didn't even go up to him, like, I didn't ask him, like, he, I felt like he almost kind of felt compelled to, like, come to me and tell me that, because, of maybe conversation that might have happened behind closed doors, or, you know, some biases that, that might have happened, or whatever, but, like, he just felt compelled, and it was just, like, kind of to me, I had been kind of praying for that type of closure, so to actually kind of see it happened like he kind of gravitated to me we're all drinking and stuff so you know when alcohol gets in your system yep. you talk the truth so he came up to me just like man like you know it wasn't like oh we wanted to keep you and you were supposed to be like it wasn't that like that but it was just more so along the lines like man like you know you were a good ball player like i don't want you to think that you weren't good and we didn't want you type deal but it was just like man it just didn't work out it just like that type and that gave me closure i called my dad crying like i walked out and uh, of course i'm drunk but uh, I walked out, and I was just fucking crying. It was like 1, 2 in the morning. I called my dad, and it's like, dad, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. Like, you know, like, you know, this happened, and he, he just told me, like, you know, because when you get cut from the team or whatever, you don't have the closure, so your mind is just, you're thinking all types of shit. Like, damn, I didn't do this right, or damn, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And it was just simple, like, bro, because when they cut you, they don't tell you what you did or why. They just try to make it as painless as possible. But for him to do that, like, it was just like, okay.
0: How does that process work when they prof- – like a professional team there? Is, is it like they just post it on the bulletin board? No, nah, hell no. Nah. <laughs> they
1: call you in the office. They do it like men. They okay. do it like men. Coach Vera, them, they, the Grim Reaper come to get you and call you into the office. And Coach Vera calls you and lets you know. And, you know, he tells you what he thinks about your performance. And, um, you know, um, his biggest thing to- he told me, he was just like – he was like, you start you start here and then you go on a roller coaster. And he was like, you want to build up. You want to build up and then get there. And for me that made sense, because yeah, like there's some days, bro, like it's so hard to be consistently great every day, mm-hmm. especially as an undrafted guy. And there's a lot of people that battle with the with the inconsistencies or whatever, but as an undrafted guy, you can't do that. So it's like it taught me like you want to be consistent. And that's where you see Brent Burson and and Gary uh Garrett Gilbert. And you see um um uh, who else was an undrafted guy? Mario Addison. Like you see these guys that are undrafted, um, but they're just here every day. Like they they may not give you the highlight real play. They may not be the dude, but they're gonna give you that consistency every day. And that was one thing that battle with. I mean, I come out some days, bruh, looking like a first rounder, bruh. One hand catch, you know, catching it, turn up field, doing a move and going. And then some days I come in, I have two or three drops. And it was just, like, as an undrafted guy, like, you just can't do that. you got to kind of just ride the a consistent way. So Coach Rivera was like, you have to build up. And I took that with me for the rest of my career, um, starting from OTAs and practice and going into the games, is taking the approach of, like, let's build up. You don't got to show it all on day one. Build up, build up, get to a point where you can then maintain that. plateau Um, it. Yeah, so it was more so like that, but he was just like, man, like, if there's an opportunity to bring you back on practice squad, we'll, we'll bring you back. Like, that was, that was the that was the deal.
0: So, especially as an undrafted guy, your consistency is more important than your intensity. Like, having those couple of intense days where you're, right. you're like you are you like really show out right, versus right. having the consistent days. Right. Like it might not necessarily show out, but you get out there and you get done. Yeah, I just, yeah, get, I just get it done. done.
1: I just catch it. Like, like, and that's the thing. Like, if I just look back at some games, like, man, if I just would have just caught that and just kind of just routinely did it, like, I probably would have been fine. But I kept looking – I kept wanting to get that – like that one big play. I can yeah. that one big play. I just need to make that one big play. It's and like getting
0: those extra couple yards. And then because you go, you go, you go intend to get those extra couple yards, you end up fumbling the ball, right? Yeah. You see it all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. you're you're you already got the first down. You wanna yep. get a couple extra yards and you turn the ball over.
1: That's it. That's it. So like if I can go back and do anything, i probably just just catch the rock and just, you know. But I was trying to look for that one big play that would make Sports Center and have all other teams looking at me to give me an opportunity, something like that. But
0: I guess who doesn't look for that at the end of the day, too, other yeah. than, you know, Brent Burson and those guys? <laughs> yeah, they
1: got it. They got it.
0: Back to you. What, uh, what game are you planning on doing it?
2: Uh, so oh,
1: yeah. When are you planning on doing that?
2: If they play my uh, – it's a couple, couple guys that I play with Juco with. They end up playing That's Georgetown Western. It's those D2s go up there, and they play each other in conference. Thinking think like February, March, it's towards the end of the season but it's at Clayton State and the Clayton State's in Atlanta so we'll go check that out.
0: You think Clayton State's going to win or lose?
2: Shit, I don't know. I'm not gonna say cuz I still got some guys on our team but I don't know. I, I got guys on both teams. I want to see a good ass game.
0: I didn't ask what you wanted. I just said, <laughs> "Well, what do you think?"
2: I think they're going to lose cuz the guys that I play juco with, they 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 know how to they know how to hoop.
0: would you rather ask that question after they lose?
2: or after they Yeah, win.
1: I want the truth. Give me the truth. Like, it's not going to change what happened. How long uh, ago was this?
2: When I, when he got me? When, when he, he cut
1: your scholarship.
2: Not last season, the season before. Okay, answer so this. So this is the second season. This is the second year without.
1: Bro, answer this, bro. Answer this, because we know the truth. Sometimes, like, we know the truth. We don't want to tell ourselves the truth sometimes. What do you think the reason was he took your scholarship?
2: He told me after he left. He left, but I don't believe him.
1: Okay, but what do you think? What did you? What could you have done, or what didn't you do?
2: I, 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 to this day, bro, I, me and other players, we don't know. Ooh, that's the thing. He told me he was like, I don't think this is the right fit. I don't think your playing style fits our system. That's what he said. But you know, in college football or basketball, it's rare for somebody to take your scholarship. They usually, they usually still keep you on the team. They just not gonna play you next year. That's you usually were, what happens in basketball. And you were a starter. I started, that's the thing.
0: I yeah, started. Starter. So it wasn't, There wasn't any coming off the bench or nothing like so that. Like what you said, his... when I was,
2: the crazy thing is, though, I was his first recruit. My bad. I was his first recruit. He was coming to a new school. I was coming to a new school. So he was calling my phone every day after, after practicing Duke yeah. begging me to recruit him. So I, I committed. And What was
1: his philosophies, though? What was What was he trying to get you to do? And if there was any time where you were like, hey, like, damn, this ain't really – because you can feel it. Like, he, as athletes, we can feel it.
2: He he wanted a run-and-gun type of thing. I'm a run-and-gun type of player, too. I felt like it was a match. And then when I, once I started starting, I felt like we were going. And then somebody caught – we went on Christmas break. I, ca- I caught COVID. I came back like a day or two later. And then he started me from the bench. Which is already like kind of weird because he started me all before the COVID. I came I mean, before break, and then we came back. He was acting funny, and then I never felt like he was. He was genuine too. uh from the start. So soon after, okay, after yeah. I committed and sign, I felt like yeah, we it all could, went it away. It could.
1: It could be a him problem. And a lot of coaches, bro. There's a lot of terrible coaches out here, bro. Like I, I can't. I wish I could have read some of the other names. It's a lot of yeah. terrible coaches out here. So you can't. Yeah. You can't take it personal.
2: And then the thing was. I'm still close with the assistant coach. Me and him, we we close. What did he say? I caught call, I called him about like a month ago. He keeps saying he, it's different. He can, he could say all you want, but I don't, I don't want I wanted to come from the head coach. Right. He said it's not you, uh, this and that. And the thing was, I went to a game last year. I went on the court. That the coach up. That the assistant coach up. That a players on the team up. And uh, he was in the back. He saw me there, but he never said nothing to
1: uh. me. I mean, you. I hate. I hate grown men that just act weird like that. Bro.
2: So I mean, he don't. He, he did all that. He lame. And so I mean, he lame, bro. That's like, bro. that's like you've been in real estate four years. Uh-huh. The commission taking away your real estate license, and you got twenty thousand dollars in the pipeline, and you can't even get that twenty thousand back because that's how much it's cost to go to school there.
0: Yeah, no, it's,
2: With no reason,
0: there'd be some ongoing. Uh, Questions
2: and and then what the ice cream on cake is? He told me he was gonna help me find another school. Oh. Bro, July came, August came. That's the that's bro. The I don't icing. know. I don't know what I'm doing.
0: Well, you're in real estate school now. Did he help you find that?
2: Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that shit. Not real estate cool, but Fuck, man. If you watching this, man, you, my phone didn't get hit from nobody. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you got, you got bad coaches out there, and sometimes you got to give yourself so, closure. Don't so take yeah, it personally.
2: We're we, we going to see. We're going to see. What if I call this dude live right now? Call him. Nah, bro. Call him. On. Nah, 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 nah. That would be crazy. Nah, that's, that's going to be like yeah, a 45-minute conversation. Yeah. Nah, just we call probably, him. Be like, hey, coach, I,
1: I got you on my podcast, and I want to know <laughs> what was the reason.
2: I'm going to call my friend, my, my roommate, and I'm going to ask him what you think the reason was. Yeah, that he cut me. Let's call this dude.
1: It's
0: beautiful.
2: And it
1: golly. It is. I have a newfound appreciation. A newfound appreciation for
2: it. Yo, sleep. Yo, hold on, look. Hey, I'm live. I'm live on a podcast, bro. Look. Bro, look at this. <laughs> Y'all yeah, about to say he said look. <laughs> bro, fuck your chicken livers. What is that? <laughs> That's chicken feet, bro. That's disgusting. Look, I'm live on a podcast right now. Quick question. Why, why did coach, a, why do you think coach A cut me? <laughs> he knows something. Bro, why
1: you put me on the spot like this, bro? He knows why, something. I don't know why he cut you. Bro. I don't think you should have been cut. I thought you
2: were a great basketball player, bro. Honestly, you know. Because that's lame. Yeah, I got you, bro. We just talking about coach, bad coaches, bro. But all right, bro, I'm going to keep you out of this podcast.
1: He gave you he gave you the friendly brotherly answer, bro. He gave yeah. you the politically correct answer. The laugh said everything we needed to know. He gave you he gave you the answer that he felt like that you, he
0: knew was going live on a podcast. Right, You <laughs> should have never left with that. You yeah. should have just asked him. He would have gave you the real answer. To that. Yeah,
1: he would have gave you the real answer. Okay, I'm gonna tell you, bro, I, bro. I went through it. Like I literally went through it, bro. Like at the highest level of feeling like I never felt bad, sorry for myself. What was me? Nothing. Like I like. I would tell people and they'd be like, Oh, well, you may practice why good could job. Like people ask, Well, why you not with the penalty anymore? Bro, I didn't make the plays I needed to make. I didn't do what I needed to do. And I can live with that. And then if I ask a vet or ask somebody else, bro, like they'll tell me like my boys, they'll tell me, like, dude, like, like, nah, bro, like you were you were like that. Like you were like and for real, they really thought that. But at the end of the day, it'll be like, But you know, you gotta make the plays when it's time to make the plays. You gotta take advantage of opportunities I make like, like that type. And it's nothing like it's not like oh like, oh fuck you da da da. It's just like yeah nah you are right like, that's that's some real shit.
2: Yeah, bro. And not saying that he
1: not doing. It. I'm joking. I'm fucking around. I I don't know y'all's relationship, but the laugh sound like he knew, <laughs> like he knew a little more. It's
2: definitely I, sounds like it's or, something y'all definitely talked about. Yeah,
1: before. or some bullshit going on with the coach.
2: Yeah, hundred percent, bro. I got I got a dude on the team. My other roommate. He's st- he's he's one of the three dudes still on the team. From when I left. Yeah. So I could ask him.
0: Yeah,
1: ask him. Be like, what's going on? Cause he
2: he's seen it. He he seen everything, bro. Are oh, you calling him right now? His name Wes. Bro, Don't tell on your podcast. Keep yeah. him. This dude is 6'9 shooting guard, bro. Damn. 6'9 shooting guard. Bro, our starting lineup was me, 6'3, him, two guard, 6'9, our three was 6'8. He's overseas right now. 4 is 6'6. He's overseas right now. Our five was six ten. He's overseas right now. All in different bro. countries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, different countries. <laughs> Look like at Gunner. He ain't gonna answer, bro. No, he shouldn't. Gunner want to be in the mix, All right? Yo, All sit. Right.
0: sit, sit. So, sit. well, we uh, we certainly hope you get closure on that this Yeah, season. no,
1: seriously. We're gonna, do, we're gonna do a
2: game film. We're gonna do another podcast afterwards, and we're gonna see. We're going yeah, we be need closure, it'll be bro. that.
0: it that next episode. Closure of is good. After real talk.
1: closure. Closure is good.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely have to have to get that there. So, how's everything going now? With, uh, mortgages, everything like that.
1: Bro, it's brutal. Yeah. For real, it's brutal, bro. I've had like I got like four closings in the last month, like in this last month span, but bro, it's brutal, bro. Like interest rates touched eight percent.
2: Yep. Hey, I might need to um. I'm, I might use you for a second coat though. Let me know. I got you. I'm trying to um. I'm trying to build. Well, me and my dad going to build a duplex. Yeah. But I'm gonna buy it from him.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, I got you. It's it's just brutal, bro. You know, like we're waiting for interest rates to go down. Um, there's not that many buyers out there. I don't force. Like I don't. I just. You know, like I got told you all last time. I'm not a salesman. Like I don't try to force people into doing X, Y, Z. So I, you know, I just make my calls and try to take it in stride but but yeah man markets markets brutal and it it scared a lot of people but i wanted to actually put a message out today on instagram and i may do it tomorrow um but to the to the loan officers and the people that's in the industry like we're literally working against a whole economy a whole government a whole um uh, a whole policy that is trying to prevent people from buying like we're going against inflation this ain't something like yeah they want it to slow down yeah so like if you're closing one loan or one house bro you're doing your thing you're working you're going against an uphill battle yeah so the fact that you're able to do that like it's that's awesome you got to give your yourself a pat on the back everybody's production is down nobody is doing what they were doing a year or two ago Yes, everybody's production is down.
0: That's pretty much in every industry too. Yeah, the, or in most at least. Like across you're not just country.
1: you're not just going to get competition. Like they're they're wanting this shit to slow down. So are you yeah. scared? No, you're
0: not scared. I would say it's what it's going to do is it's going to weed out you know everyone who. You know, who lets that narrative right their their mindset, it's gonna mess with them, they're gonna get out right. of whatever industry they're in because well now like when they go and get stuff, you can do it in where this economy is going. You can do you know, mortgages sell real estate right. do all this like right now through this shift. It's market share.
1: Yeah, that's all market share, that's it's it. It's market share. That's it.
0: And it goes not just for those industries too, you know, it's it's gonna be across the board there and I mean, it's not gonna be easy right it's not gonna be easy I mean it is gonna be tough and it's gonna teach you more skills your skill set's gonna grow yep your um your resiliency is gonna grow and uh it's just gonna it's gonna make you a stronger person in that industry facts but uh that's that's good to hear though how's it been
1: uh, how's it been for you how's it been for y'all busy yeah Yeah. Busy? busy Like listings or like
0: buyers? Both. Everybody's always gonna buy and sell. Really? that's the thing. Everybody always has to have a roof over their head. Well, for the most part, right? Right. That's the last thing you're gonna give up if if God forbids. Right. You're gonna you're gonna default on your car, you're gonna default on any personal loans, anything like that before you lose your house. Right. It's gonna be the last thing. That's facts. And even if that's the case with so many people with equity in their houses and uh, there are adjustable rate mortgages, stuff like that. Just, but don't, don't get me wrong; it's not as easy as it sounds. Right. And you just gotta have the right guidance with it. There's ways around it, and and yeah, the market. I mean, it's it's shifting. Yeah. For sure. But again, with so many agents, we've already lost. You know, there's over there was over eighteen thousand agents, here in the region. Yeah. How many is there now? There's fifteen thousand now, Damn. and that was just after this past quarter's. Ex- Love that. Like the dues came due. So once this oh. new year. Well restart, yeah, so what yeah, do dues, dues do? Well, so it's quarterly usually for like your MLS dues and everything like that. And then uh then you have all your realtor dues, everything like that is all the new year. And you know, it's you know, it's over $1,000 for all that. You're going to see everyone Ooh, just Oh, I drops. can't wait for that. And you're going to see everybody just drop. I can't wait for that. You know, that's it's just good. Just like 2008.
1: Like a little reset of the market. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. See, and I and so did, that's and where and the market no go out. You're going to have people looking yeah. realtors looking for that's new it, opportunities. Yep. Yeah. Bro, I had like bro like like I had like Five or six, Georgia realtors like follow me yesterday, and hit me up in DMs. For what? From this video that I posted, two one Down. Oh.
2: And like, yo, yeah, tell me more. Yeah, I got yeah. two
1: leads from it. Like, I was just like, all right, bet. Like, let's get oh, yeah.
2: it. Your your page is. I like your page.
1: I need to clean it up.
2: I like your page. I need to clean your it up. Your TikTok you lit too, right? Yeah, I
1: need to clean it up. I, I saw up you follow to, me. Something to clean up. Oh nothing yeah, yeah, I did follow you. I saw that. Yeah, I need to. I need to. I need to get more consistent on
2: it. Yeah. And then clean it up a little I'll bit. I be but. bullshitting on TikTok. I be having fun on there. My girl will be mad at me because I be not trying. You got a girl now? Yeah, she she in my thing. She must be watch, watch, uh, walking this dude. I did you have a girl last time I came? When last time yeah, I came? I've been with her for a minute. Oh okay. Yeah, don't get me in trouble, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, can, joking, can, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <bro. laughs> we, can, we can edit that out. I'm joking, man. We can edit that out. Nah, but uh, she be trying hard on TikTok, and then I would just be posting it, but I'd be getting more views than her. Oh, man. Hey, she she went
0: viral on one, though, didn't she?
2: Bro, she got a million views. Yeah? For this damn. pharmacy. She, she used to work for a pharmacy. Yeah, yeah. She got a million. She was in charge of social media. She got a million views for every post. Damn. It was as simple as shit. It was like somebody filling up pills or some shit.
1: Bro, it's so stupid. But
2: it's, uh, <laughs> she got like a 1.7 million in like two days. They made her take it down because they said you can, you if you somebody pause it, you can kind of see somebody's name.
0: Well, like the prescription? Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah, confidentiality. Confidentiality. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was that, HIPAA? Yeah, HIPAA it was right? that. It was HIPAA, HIPAA. right? HIPAA. What the thing was? We pause it multiple times. You could, you can't tell the. I can't. I don't know who you are. I don't care who you are. If you got 20/20 vision or what, you cannot see the name. Bro. They're not. They're not about to chance that. Yeah. And then, yeah. Not,
0: they, not somebody,
1: anybody. In, Any and you already got your million views, so it's all good. Yeah. A million people already saw it. Damn, he fucking stink. <laughs> <laughs> he farted. Yeah. he's boy, This. Little, I, can't.
0: I,
2: I give him back Sunday. Bro. Yeah, that's a, that's he a weird. Is adamant. He's adamant.
1: He's a weird dog. <laughs> bro.
2: He I, threw up on my carpet before coming up yeah, So that's so, just yeah.
1: all dog, bro. All little dogs just weird, bro. Like I, bro, I am. Dogs get on my nerve. <laughs> like, oh
0: you just had a bad, some bad experiences recently with yours. Dogs
1: get on my nerve, bro. Like, like my dog, my girl's dog. Like, bro, it, it can Sick. be two, three in the morning, and he, it, I can hear him licking himself, <laughs> and I wake up, <laughs> I wake up like. Bro, like, cut it out.
0: That sounds (laughs) disgusting.
1: Like, stop licking yourself. (laughs) There's no way
2: you haven't gotten it by now.
1: Bro, like, the mouth noises, bro, it drives me crazy, bro. And the thing
2: is, you you don't get no good sleep. I haven't got a good night's sleep with this dude in my house yet.
1: Why not? What happens?
2: He just be... Somebody come in the middle of the night, he'll go up on the door and start barking or he'll uh he'll start licking himself
0: oh my. so somebody oh. somebody comes into your building which is 40 something stories and just yeah, his hearing is
2: crazy starts, bro he's hearing crazy
1: Bro, i can't do it bro
0: i will say we we have been blessed with our dog who sleeps soundly throughout the night and he's still he's 13 weeks old like he's still oh. a puppy so
2: and we yeah we just got him like four weeks ago and he's doing this right now i don't know why he yeah. wanting me so much i'm not your owner
1: Bro, I gotta. He might like. I'm trying to get him to sleep downstairs, like on the ground level, but he's gonna bark all night, bro. Like I hate this dog. <laughs> how, long,
2: how long have you had him? How, like, how long? How long have you had him?
1: Bro, it's my girl's dog. She's had him for five years.
2: But how long have you been with the your girl? Like, it's technically like living together. Yeah, just like now, a year. Right?
1: Like yeah, like it's since living. Yeah, living, living together. Probably. Well, I was in Miami, so back and forth
2: living together it just happened like october oh so you're, you're new to this dog
1: no nah, i'm not new to the dog like we've been talking for the past year year and a half type deal but so like new,
2: new to living with them
1: living with them but like 100 yeah 100 percent. but like i still stay weeks weeks at a time with my girl yeah so he would do the same thing
0: is there like a new like a like a different kind of sense of i have to take care of this no guy.
1: i hate him <laughs> <laughs> I tell bro, I tell her that too, and she's like, she's like, you need to be nice to Tinky, and I'm just What's like, his bro, name his name's Ico, but she calls him Tinky. It's a boy. Short for Stinky, yeah, Tinky, uh. but he's like a little murky. He's just like a little, like a little bitch ass dog, right?
0: Hey. Like, <laughs> like a little ankle biter.
1: He does. He's not even aggressive. He's not what? even an ankle biter. He's not even that. I would rather that, because then it like kind of shows he has some balls to him. But yeah. he's like, he does stuff that he knows he's not supposed to be doing, and he has no mean bone in his body. Like he cannot survive without my girl. And he'll sit there, like he'll sit there at nighttime, bro. While we're asleep, or just sitting there just staring at her the whole time. Like wanting to get in the bed or just like, just staring. I'm like, bro, fuck off. Like, like stop being weird, bro. (laughs) Like go, go lay down.
0: Didn't even like come scratch at her or nothing. Just just sit there and stare. Just be
1: sitting there staring. Like he has like a like separation anxiety or somebody. It's like he always has to be around. He always has to be around like humans. (laughs) What is that? What is that, (laughs) bro?
2: Bro, he he has bad separation (laughs) anxiety. You gotta see. He does too.
1: Yeah. So there's a there's a
0: video that Austin showed me earlier today of how that picture came up, and it was literally like the whole thing happened after he got home. And, like, if I could show you the video now, I would, but it, it wouldn't do much for this podcast right oh now. Oh, my God. Uh, I might actually be saving you from that. But, uh, yeah, like, the, it's literally gets that excited
2: that I'm home. And he just does that.
1: So, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess Aiko's a good dog, though. Like, he's obedient, he's a good dog. Like, he doesn't, like, he's not unbearable. It's just, I didn't grow up with dogs. Like, and I'm, like, I'm a dog, I've learned I'm a dog liker, not a dog lover. So, like, all those little things that dogs do, like, I'm like, yo, cut that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, nip, like, wrap that shit up right now. I'm like that, so. You're welcome. Yeah, no, I walk him, I take care of him, I feed him, I do all that stuff, but, like I said, it's just, like, those little annoyances, like, him licking himself, the separation anxiety, like, constantly having to be around humans, like, he has no independence of, like, <laughs> I want to play with my toy, I want to be by, be by myself, he has no independence of that.
0: Yeah, that's so what my sister's it's dog... It's, like, 24-7. My sister's dog has it super bad, and, and it's all her fault, too, because of how she, like, raises the right. dog. I, I kid you not, whenever... Whenever she didn't live here, and she used to come up and visit, and, you know, she would go do whatever, and the dog would just stay at the house. And the dog's name's Callie. And, um, like, the dog would literally just sit at the door, just sitting there, like, frozen, oh, just looking uh, at the door and until she, until she until came she back. Get, bro, until she came back. And, and I told my girl that, was too. I was,
1: like, I was like, it's how you raised him. Like, you raised him, like, like just to do that
0: like, it's good to give him affection right right but it's Man, you give too board. much yeah you it's give him too much board. and that's what that's what we're working on right now with our dog
1: nah, yeah. but I, I mean i love him he's, he's a good dog he's a good dog but i hate him at the same time a love- hate <laughs> It's a love-hate relationship it's love no seriously love it's love, it hate. love and then he's on my shit list right now because he's pissed and pooped on the floor the last two or three days so he's on my shit list yeah. so he peed this last time and i wiped it up and i put it on his bed <laughs> wow because i said you pee on my shit But you don't pee on your own shit. So I'm not gonna I'm not
0: gonna pee on on your shit, but Right.
1: But I'm gonna put your pee on your shit.
0: You're gonna feel it still.
1: Yeah, and we're we're gonna wash it. gotta wash it tonight. But still I was like, no, bro, like At least you don't make us get get to the Yeah, no. You don't get to piss on our furniture and on our floors, like, but you're not gonna pee on your own stuff. Like, that's me being petty. I was I know say, all the, do you all the, think
0: the dog retains that?
1: Yeah, probably not. I know all the <laughs> dog lovers are gonna be like, "Oh, you're a terrible human
0: being." Like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get literally emails from uh, what is it, FEMA, PETA, yeah. PETA, FEMA, whatever Fima, yeah. it is. They treat they treat dogs <laughs> better than humans. Sarah is gonna send us a text.
2: Yeah, <laughs> stop. We got like, you. I will never come on your podcast yeah. ever. Not if Austin's him. there. We I got swear, you. <laughs> see, the last ten minutes he's been doing this. I can't get him off. See? Yeah, he's got to go somewhere.
1: Gunner's yeah. aggressive.
2: Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't with this dog, bro. That's probably a. Uh,
1: Gunner, come here. He, he, nah, he, he, oh. le- he leashed. Sorry, buddy. <laughs>
2: yeah. Go sit. Sit. That's,
0: that's, it. It. that's probably, uh, probably a good point to wrap it up here. We're about 55 minutes in.
1: Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, but cool. yeah, this is uh This has been awesome. I love it. When's the next time I'm I'm coming back? About a month or so.
2: Yeah, Uh, every month. month Once a month. Another month. So Have some crazy stories. Do something crazy in 30 days so you can come back and say it.
0: Yeah, we're going to spice it up. We'll have Tyler more than likely back for the next one, too. Tyler uh, don't be
2: outside, though. He don't got no stories. (laughs) I'm getting engaged. (laughs) Hey, Tyler's not even here.
1: I'm getting engaged. Next time I come back, I'll be engaged. In about a month or so? When, yeah, when you when, what's what's going on with that? I'm getting engaged. When is this? When is this podcast coming out? When is this one coming? This out? This
0: one will probably be like, a, know, maybe like a month.
1: Okay, yeah. So I'm getting engaged on November 18th. Okay. Yeah. So it's a surprise. Nobody knows. Mm. I'm popping the question. We'll, we'll so. make sure
0: it comes out after November 18th then. Yeah. We'll make sure we don't edit this out either. That way, uh, that she knows it was premeditated she too. Yeah. She's gonna love that. Yeah, yeah
1: it's pre-planned. Pre-planned. Yeah. But yeah. y'all can't say nothing either though. Now that I think about it. Because oh, y'all be knowing, you know well, what? I'm changing the date. She's a, I got to <laughs> change the date. So y'all not going to know. She did a cross as long sale. As she doesn't have
0: any buyers that, that are interested in any listings that I have. You don't have anything to worry about. Nah. Today, no.
1: nah <laughs> I'm changing the date. Uh, so all
0: we know is that you're getting engaged. That's, That's mean, all I you know. Y'all know y'all, you don't know the date. Well, know the date. well, well if you change so you, it after that, let us know. So we, we don't want to release this.
2: Damn. How do you meet? Anyway, back we and, got how, you, we you got you locked in. How do you meet her?
1: Y'all not going to know the date. I met her in real estate.
2: We like, were was, partners. We were partners. And then she was like, she was helping you out, or she was helping her nah, out I hit her
1: up on uh, Instagram asking for the business, and we did a deal together. Like, she, she took my Zoom call, and she was like, okay, I'll work with you. Brought her in the office, met the team, and she sent me business at the time. She was in another relationship at the time. And, um, you know, we never crossed any lines or anything. We were just friends and business partners. That was it. And then um, about, sh- is it two years? Uh, excuse me. Sorry. So sorry. Is it? Is it a, it's a year and a half now? I think like I think like February. Yeah, February twenty twenty two. Right before I moved to Miami, really. Um, that's when she kinda broke it off. Well not kinda, she broke it off with her, you know, last friendship type deal. So um yeah.
2: So you feel like Superman.
1: Nah, not even, bro. Like even then, I didn't even know. She didn't even tell me. I just happened to not see her like um, like she, something was just off, and I was just like, "What's going on?" Like, kind of, "What's going on?" She was just like, uh, "Like, you know, she broke up. Like, she no longer a relationship type deal." So I was like, "All right, like, cool." And I still didn't think nothing of it because I never, like, I respected their relationships. I never kind of saw her in that light. It was just as you know, we started doing more deals and talking and stuff like that. Just you know, one thing led to another in conversation. It was just like, "Yo, like, I kind of like you. You're good people." And then it kind of went from there. So. That's yeah. cool.
2: Real estate bringing cool. love together. Yeah, That's man. That. That's it. That's yeah, cool. it was definitely
1: definitely a blessing. Definitely a blessing.
2: All right. Well, uh, well again,
0: we do appreciate you coming on, and Absolutely. obviously we'll be making this normal thing, so episode two of the film room, wrap it up, and then uh, go ahead and shout yourself out, mortgage company, everything like that. Oh, go yeah. Uh,
1: Austin P. Duke, uh, APD Mortgages, powered by Movement Mortgages. Um, if you need my contact information, you need that 2-1-Buy-Down program. Uh, we do conventional, we do FHA, we do USDA. We have the Movement Boost 100% Down Payment uh, Assistance Program. My number is 704 605 2323. Coming to you on the ones and twos. This is DJ Ill Will. Just
2: that couldn't have been any
0: better. Like, keep an eye out for his commercial, that's coming soon, too. <laughs>